Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. We have a very, very important topic today that we're going to be talking about, uh, but I want to make sure that everyone's reminded how important it is uh, to get the uh, COVID-19 vaccine when it is available to you. Uh, this is a life-saving intervention, and uh, I've been talking to people you know, about this uh, on many, many, many uh, Zoom meetings with different groups and have been uh, talking to them about why it's so important, why is it so important for them to get um, vaccinated. And it's because we've lost almost half a million uh, lives uh, in this country, almost 500,000 lives. And as a result, we are uh, facing a really tough recovery period. Thank goodness we have an administration in now that is going to be paying closer attention to this and making sure that we get through this in a good way. So I wanted to um, then uh, talk about the uh, discussion we're going to have now, which is really critical, especially in this time. Uh, Lisa Gavin is the vice president of We Build Your Credit, and also uh, she is going to be talking in great detail about building credit and getting funding during the pandemic. You know, why is it hard to get credit and funding during this pandemic? and why you should focus on building your credit score during this time. The time is now. And also, how do you should do it, because many people don't know those steps. So we have uh, a, a talented guest with us who's going to lead us through this and tell us more about it. Lisa? Hi. Hi. How you doing today? Good. Excellent. You hear me okay? I hear you well. Excellent, excellent. So uh, where do we start? Yes. So how do we start with the credit? So if I wanted to get build my credit, and a lot of people are unemployed right now, uh, they're trying to figure out how do I get out of this mess? Because not only did I have bad credit before the pandemic, but now it's surely here. And so mm -hmm. what, what, so what, do pe what should people be thinking? How should they approach this issue? Well, the, the, the very first thing when it comes to credit is trying to keep yourself stable. Uh, and, and that's very hard to right, do right. during a pandemic. Prayfully, if you've been able to keep employment, then this advice is going to pertain to you a little bit easier than it would to someone else who's lost a job. So we'll we'll get there a little bit down the road. But mm -hmm. if you've managed to maintain employment and just keep things financially stable, the first thing that you have to do is work to be a little more creative about keeping your credit financially stable as well. Yeah. And those are two different things. Okay. You know, a person can have the same money coming in, but they just simply decide that this is too much for me to manage, meaning their credit, mm -hmm. and continuing to pay those obligations. And it gets easier for you to, quote unquote, find excuses to not be able to pay your obligations. But unfortunately, that's the cornerstone of credit, is that you are able to demonstrate that you can manage your credit and pay your bills on time. So the first piece of advice I would have for folks is that if it's a situation where you need to be late, that may happen. What you cannot do 
is be 30 days late. So mm, that is my okay. first piece of advice. That's two different things. So if your bill is due on the 15th of the month, right, and you pay on the 16th, sure, you're late. And the credit card company, for example, may charge you a late fee. However, if you don't go for a whole another 30 days without paying that obligation, then now you will be 30 days late. And then that is what then reports to the I credit see. bureau oh, okay. and damages your scores substantially. So that's almost like being, you know, paying it a month late. <laughs> so if you're off by a month, then you really have a problem. Yeah. Yes. And so a lot of people don't make that distinction between being late and being 30 days late. So you might have to take a little extra time and you might have to eat that late payment fee. But what you cannot do is allow it to report to the bureaus as 30 days late and then your credit scores crash. Because once that happens, that takes a, that takes that credit game off the table. Your scores can drop 50 to 100 points and then being able to do things or to get yourself back in order when it comes to credit. That whole entire process is going to be delayed. So, you know, so is that, is, that, is that a little bit different from uh, the kind of we have credit cards and that kind of thing? Uh, but if I have a utility bill and uh, I don't pay my gas, I don't pay my ele- electricity bill, um, you know, is that uh, different, you know, in the sense that they don't report uh, directly if you're, you know, a month late or, you know, if you are in arrears a bit, they uh, you, right. you sort of have to do that. So it's a little bit different for those bills, right? It is, absolutely, and I'm glad you're making that distinction because a lot of people, um, they think that they're, those types of obligations, your utility bills and such, that that's hitting your credit. It does not hit your credit unless you let it go bad and it goes into collections. Now, truth okay, be told, that's a big problem. it gets to that point where <laughs> they have to hunt you down and put a collection <laughs> from you. A collection will indeed hit your credit That's when that, those electrons stop coming across, huh? <laughs> yeah, so that's a, yes, that is absolutely different. So, so okay. you know, the, the way that you work with creditors mm-hmm. during this time is that, you know, you have to be in communication with them. So let's just say with utility bills, obviously you're going to try to make sure you keep it on, right? So you're right. going to be inclined to negotiate <laughs> with them and say, hey, I can pay some money on, you know, Tuesday, next Tuesday, right? Right, right, right. The same mentality needs to happen also with your regular creditors. So if you have a credit card company and you're running behind, you know, um, again, just don't let yourself be 30 days, but call the credit card company and see if they have any COVID provisions. Any yeah. hardship is another key word, provisions. That, hey, I'm going mm. through this financial hardship. Maybe someone in my household lost their job. Um, right. Do you have a provision that allows me to not pay for three months until I get things back on track? There are a lot of lenders because of the pandemic that mm. now have these types of provisions. But right. the trick is, if you do not call and ask for them, they will not just automatically say, oh, you're having a hard time. Here, let me help you. No. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. It's important to note that. Uh, so, you know, what what is the problem with bad credit? And I let these things lapse. What will happen to me? Uh, oh, wow. That list is pretty long. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, the, the challenges of bad credit are many. Mm-hmm. First and foremost is going to relegate you to subprime lenders. And what mm-hmm. does that mean? Mm-hmm. These are lenders that charge you higher fees. These are lender that, lenders that charge you higher interest rates. These are lenders that, you know, will probably say no more than they say yes. Mm -hmm. And if they say yes, there's going to be a price to pay for it. So that's one of the biggest things that happens um, when you go into that bad credit realm. 
Secondly, who likes being told no? Right. I mean, (laughs) so the thing that you need to do is bad enough that you're going to pay more money for it if it does get done. But the second piece is you might hear no. And if, for instance, it's a situation that you're trying to restructure yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that be to, you know, restructure your debt so that you don't have so many creditors to pay. You get a consolidation loan, for example, or if it's just a small loan, signature loan. You know, two, three thousand dollars to get you over the hump. If your credit's bad, those options don't exist for you. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about the correlation between this and disease. Right. So I can get a Mm -hmm. a chronic disease where I feel so run down. I just give up. So, you know, what kind of words of advice do you have to people who just feel like, you know, it's so bad. I just I'm giving up. You know, I'm just going to let things happen, not worry about it. And, you know, is there a way out of this? Well, this may be surprising advice to you, but mm-hmm. I'm going to tell people that, you know, there are situations that perhaps filing a bankruptcy may actually be the best thing for you. A lot of us mm-hmm. aren't accustomed to um, having to go that route. But if the debts and obligations just get so overwhelming and you're not making the income, right. in all honesty, some people recover faster mm-hmm. by filing bankruptcy. Huh. And and Chapter 7, where they wipe out the debt and starting fresh, then they do struggling with bad debt for five, six, seven years with right. bad payment history that whole time, and you're not able to do anything anyway. Oh, so right. this, okay. that can be shocking advice for some folks, but some people, the bankruptcy laws were created for a reason. Yes. <laughs> there was safety net. Sometimes uh-huh. that's the best way out, in all honesty. Yeah, so that's like they were a safety net, right? That's why they enacted those laws because they saw people in dire straits and they said, you know, we can't let this happen to people. Absolutely. Now, I will say that right now, because of, you know, different COVID provisions, you know, you may not have to go that extent because lenders are trying to work with us. And with the new, you know, Biden administration, additionally, uh, they're, you know, extending the student loan non-payment. They're, you know, so they're doing different things. They're, um, you know, increasing the the moratoriums. They're lengthening the moratorium of putting people out for being behind on rent. Um, That's going to continue to put pressure on the mortgage companies to continue to work with people and provide some months of non-payment. So I would say your very first thing, rather than giving up, fight. Call your lenders. See how they can work with you. But if you do not ask, you will not receive. Okay. You know, there's one other thing that I was thinking about in in the background is that uh, when you uh, have debts to a hospital bill, so medical bills and those kinds of things, you know, I remember seeing one thing, I think it was like on one of the uh, uh, television shows uh, uh, where uh, this this one person was talking about it, John, someone, but he, he was saying that, um, you know, those debts, uh, we have collectors coming after you for your medical bills. A lot of times those are, you know, uh, they, sell, you know they sell the bills or the debt, to a you know credit collection group that yes. uh, for a penny on the dollar or whatever, and they mm-hmm. try to collect that debt from you, but actually they'd have no authority to to really pull um, you know to to get that money from you <laughs> as a, as a group. Uh, that so, is that's only partially true. That's only partially okay. It's only partially true. So if that company legally acquired that debt, yes, uh, they can pursue payment for that debt. But what is very true in what you said is they bought it for pennies on a dollar. Therefore, should you pay them every penny when you're trying to negotiate to settle out that debt? Absolutely not. They bought it for pennies on a dollar. So you can definitely feel free to negotiate with them to reduce 
the amount of what you're paying back, but just make sure you get documentation that says upon payment of this amount, you consider this debt paid. In full. (laughs) Yes. And so it's very important to get that documentation so they can't come back and try to collect money later saying, well, you never paid us the full amount. You go, well, you negotiated to accept this amount. So make sure you get proof of that. But the bottom line is they have a right to report that information to your credit report, and they have a right to collect on it. It does not mean they have a right to harass you. There's lots of laws that kick in that allow you a lot more latitude in what you request from them, what you're asking them to prove. And yes, to your point, that they do have a right to collect that debt in the state that you're in. Some some collection companies are collecting debts in states they're not even authorized legally oh, to really? be able to collect it. <laughs> so that's to, to the point that you were saying, oh, that is very true. Not everybody has that authorization. But if you do not challenge them, <laughs> then you have no idea of knowing, correct? <laughs> oh, right, right. And can, yeah. can, can they go forward and uh, then make more trouble for you in your credit report? Or do they are they able to affect your credit report? Oh, absolutely, because they will report uh-huh. that collection to the credit bureaus. Now, but uh-huh. this is an interesting point for everybody to, to realize. When a new collection company picks up a debt, they have to send you a letter that says that you have 30 days from the date of receiving that letter to dispute the validity of that debt. Why is that important? We throw the mail aside, and we let that 30 days pass. Okay. <laughs> so basically, in doing that, you know what we've said? That debt is valid. It's valid. Ah. So we didn't fight when we were supposed to fight. So the minute you get that notice, you know what you do? In the same return envelope they put inside of there, say, prove it. Okay. (laughs) Send me proof of this. Okay, yes. And this means legally they won't even be able to report it or call you for it unless they prove it. And they respond, yes. Yes. And, and so that's a nice little trick there, people. If you're listening out there, that's a great trick to okay. keep these collection companies from, you know, hitting your credit report. Pay attention to your mail. Oh, that's a really a, that's a essential. I, I, you know, I'm learning so much from you right now. <laughs> you know, what, what is, do, you have, do you have a website or a phone number people can contact you at? Because it sounds like you have a wealth of information. I haven't heard someone uh, this well-versed um, yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put it Thank in. you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Well, we are We Build Your Credit. So we do exactly what the name says. We Build Your Credit. And so the site is webuildyourcredit.com. And on our site, it has the ability to just to reach out and send us a, a message from the website. Or you can also call us. And our phone number is there on the site. But here is the number. That number is 312 one three five seven and if you give us a call i'll repeat it again i'm sorry three one two nine seven one one three five seven and it's webuildyourcredit.com uh you'll notice on the site we actually have the ability for a person to do an assessment so it's just a one-time fee that they pay for us to assess what they need to do with their credit and to get that personalized advice from a credit coach or an analyst that can actually look at your personal credit and say, hey, I think you need to work on this or these are things that you can do about certain situations because all of those things are so personal Mm -hmm. to each individual. Great. You know, and then we have about two minutes to go uh, in this segment. 
But, uh, you know, I was wondering if you could uh, mention just a little bit about student loans and any last-minute things that you want to say, and make sure you end by giving those numbers again and the website, because I think this this kind of information can really be critical to people saving their lives, their fiscal life, but it actually affects your physical and your mental well-being, too. Yes, yes. Closing words, call your lenders and see what type of hardship or COVID provisions they have in place, including for student loans, which is going to extend to September of 2021 for non-payment. So, you know, you just want to make sure that you're in communication with those people and that you're in any of those, any and all of those programs. And if you need to reach out to us again, we are WeBuiltYourCredit.com. Our telephone number is 312-971-971. One three five seven. So, you know, feel free to reach out to us and, you know, get that personalized advice. But the bottom line is take action with your lenders and don't just let this stuff get you down. You have to fight. Hey, you know, Lisa, you have been phenomenal. Um, this is such a great, great message you've given us. And I hope it's going to it sounds like it can save a lot of people, a lot of t- uh, stress and turmoil in their lives. And uh, we're really grateful for having you. And this is uh, great information at 312-971-9157 number. And one, one three. And, and five one, three. One three five seven. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, but excellent, excellent, excellent. And um, making sure you go to that website and uh, webuildyourcredit.com. And uh, we have got to have you back. I'm going to go back home and check my mail today <laughs> because <laughs> I hope I don't have anything that's looking for that 30 days. <laughs> yes, I would love to be back. And I thank you guys so much for having us on today. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.